So they track down the doctor. There's another mur- another murder. The doctor. They track down the dur- uh, doctor's car, and they're going to send all the uh, police forces to. We send six cops. Six six cops to, to apprehend the maniac. Yeah, with extreme approach with extreme assertiveness. Yes, which of course. These cops are not equipped to approach with extreme assertiveness. Unless you use the wrong gender pronoun, then you are beaten to the ground like a pulp. Well, that was the one thing that was missing from this movie, (laughs) was was gender pronouns (laughs) and, like, transsexual, transracial, fucking whatever the hell. Those were all missing because they didn't exist in 1992. Exactly. Even though when you watch it now... They act like they existed in the 1980s. It just isn't true. Exactly. Now, we do get a, uh, I mean, Demolition Man captures a lot of this, what's going to happen in the future. And this is perfect because we switch to Simon Phoenix driving up in the doctor's car, and there is a gentleman dressed like you were at the, um, what were you at, Mako yesterday? You were at Mako yesterday. Your outfit looked like these people in the future. Um, he's there talking. There ain't no seersucker in the future. They're, they're talking to. Um, he, this guy is talking to the computer about how he's feeling and how he's having. He yeah. doesn't feel. <laughs> it's like his ultimate state. It's like, how did Demolition Man know? You are a special ba- person. Yeah, back in 93, how did they know this is where we're going with their safe spaces? I need to talk to a computer about my feelings. I'm not. You are very. This is, I mean, it is nailing it. Nailing it. Yeah, um, but they do it mockingly versus today it would actually be taken as a drama piece of the movie. So, then it was a warning. Now it's a user's manual. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so then Phoenix goes to the computer, not you know, knocks that, gets that guy out of there. Goes this really weird, like keyboard. They just make shit up just to make stuff up. Actually, that keyboard exists now. It does. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just a weird looking keyboard. It's just where it's to split in the middle. Where the keys yeah, are split, but, but it definitely does not look like a QWERTY keyboard. It looks like it's got extra, like less keys like than. Well, there are some keys down the bottom and yeah. shit. But if you look at the, if you looked closely at it, it, it looked like it was just one of those separated keyboards. That they, oh, okay. a little bit, but whatever. Who gives a shit? So then we get another glimpse in the future. But here. then he has to ha- he has to stop what he's doing. Oh my god, I'm possessed. <laughs> <laughs> what the. <laughs> it, it, we're just going to keep throwing in nonsense it's in the non- middle of yeah, everything. Just nonsense, nonsense. And uh, of course, he he uh, drops a cuss word here. History lesson. Come on, Hal. Where the goddamn guns? You are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality statute. Fuck, Fuck you. Your repeated violation of the verbal morality statute has caused me to notify the San Angeles Police Department. And it's a demerit to the the what is it? It is the, the verbal morality standard. Verbal morality standard. Of course, yeah, she's my daughter loved the that and the be well and the what was the third thing that we kept saying? Um, just go ahead. I, it'll come back to me. I'm trying to figure out how they're issuing him demerits against the verbal morality standard when he hasn't been lowjacked. I don't know. That's a good point. Like there who's going to pay him? About. It's like a parking ticket. But, you know? but what's great is he keeps on cussing, and it actually summons the police. Yes. Like, if you cuss too much, again... Yeah, the third cuss word. Yeah, they, it summons the police. Please <laughs> remain where you are for your reprimand. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuckers are fast, too. You are fired credit for violation of the verbal... Again, SJW Haven. Yes. If if 
if you don't say the right thing, like if you say the wrong pronoun up in Canada, which is actually happening up this there. This is real, yeah. This is actually happening up there. If you say use the wrong pronoun in Canada, go to jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got. I mean, this is. I mean, that's real. Look at and you go look over at Britain right now. Look at England. Um, a woman used the wrong gender pronoun, and she is get, she's getting fined and potential prison for. Uh, there wasn't a law saying um, restricting or punishing using the wrong gender pronoun, but they're using an existing law. Yeah, they have a whole harassment standard. Yeah, so they're using it under that. They're so putting it under hate, hate yeah, laws hate or crimes. something. Hate yeah. crimes. Something yeah. just fell off this microphone. What the hell? Um, that's the thing that prevents you from being electrocuted. We put yeah, it on whatever. there temporarily. That was our plan all along. Yeah, yeah I don't so, see anything. And you also know that... Um, Couple more things. There's cameras everywhere, everywhere. SJW heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, that's England now. That's England now, and they also said there's no guns on the streets. Yep. How did they manage <laughs> to get all those weapons off the streets by 2030? Impossible. In more than likely, it is impossible. Yes. Impossible. Also, I want to point out. Well, let's talk about the fight for a second. The fight between the oh yeah, the, you guys the, acting like you know twenty twenty, you know, a Democrat's not going to win and take all our guns because that's what they told us. Yeah, that's not they said hey, they were going to win. They finally admitted it, and they said we're going <laughs> to do pretending gun, that they gun buybacks. Well, what if we don't want to sell our guns back? Yeah, well. then you will be fined or arrested. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what the fuck, Gillibrand? <laughs> I am going to stand up against uh, Donald Trump's dictatorial ways by being a dictator through executive order. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, Kamala. Come on. Yeah. Oh, but let's talk about this fight for a second, because obviously, like every fight. other great action fighting movie, they go one at a time because they yep. don't know yeah, what yeah, they're doing. They no but idea. my favorite is the other the other African American cop in the movie. Yeah. Um, who he gets up, fried by the... Uh, well, no. That, that's, that's right. There is another one. He, he gets fried by the anti-graffiti stuff. And then there's the last one. There's the last one. Who, yeah, so we have, we're up to three We black are up guys. to three. All on the force. But he's like, puts his dukes up like he's trying to box. Now, we're not handled, we're not handled to deal with this level of violence. Yep. We've outlawed combat sports. But this... This guy knows how to, like, he's a Golden Gloves champion? Like, well, what's going I, I on here? Well, I think the concept might be that they learned some basic things in the police academy. Basic, yeah. And or get uploaded with them. Right. Or, or he probably saw something on, on an old show or something. You know what I mean? Like, because if you I look guess. at it, it's just, it is the most ridiculous. Because he's being mocked, obviously, by Wesley Snipes' character. Right. Uh, and then... You know, I do like when he kind of, once again, just stops in the middle of everything, and the other guy stops and looks at him, and then he gets punched in the face. So, but that one was done for emphasis. It was actually pretty funny. So they, he dispatched, so Phoenix dispatches with the cops, um, even tracks down the cops who try to run away. <laughs> There's two cops. You're like, enough of this. They get in their car. Phoenix says no. Yeah. Jumps on top of the uh, hood and rips them out of there. Yeah, there, it was quite interesting how easily he went through the windshield of that with his boot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So um, then we are 
transfer to Dr. Cocteau's office. Well, first of all, he, he partway blows up the car. Oh, I'm sorry. He takes by the, taking the glow rod, yeah, which is still pretty it. cool, and I'd love to have one Giant of those. vibrator. And then puts it into the uh, the battery core or whatever, which whatever is, it's pure it. capacitance it's gel. Whatever, it is. whatever that whatever is. Whatever the fuck that yeah. is. That's my favorite thing about this movie is that there are so many things in here they just, that they, they just don't explain. They just make up shit. And don't care to explain. Like, and it's it, left to your imagination. Yeah. Just make up a bunch of fancy words. Verbal morality code. Whatever. So then we're introduced to uh, Dr. Cocteau and Brian's character. Cocteau. Brian Associate Bob. Yep. Like, well, fuck you. Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> Let's be real here. <laughs> you guys have the same pitch and voice. You guys are both political assistants. I don't. Not anybody's political assistant. Come on. Come on. It's you. It's it's you and you 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 know everything that happens. No, if anything, I'm I'm Cocteau. I'm no, I'm a prick. No, Come on. You're not Cocteau. <laughs> no, let's be real here. You're Associate Bob. Greetings and salutations. I'm Associate Bob. We met before, ever so briefly. I was uh, reveling in fear at the time. No, see, and that's does I, not fit. Does I, not I compute. Thought, I thought you 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 probably have a kimono somewhere in your your closet. No. You, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. What do you think, Paul? I I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the. He's back. the best analyst in the business for nothing, yeah. folks. Yep. Freaking Jim Nance over there. It's a tradition, unlike any other. Yeah. I think the team that scores the most points is probably going to win. That's what I think. If he scores a touchdown right here, that's six points. Walter, as he comes up there, just before he goes out of bounds, watch him out. He switches the ball. Now he's going to unload with that right arm. So Johnson has to get his load ready to go load to load. Like we were in the middle of something, and then it had just ended, which yeah, would I mean, mean this would be where we would move to the next piece. Right. But, you know, with him not being here, we could move to the next piece, but then when he comes back... Correct. Then he'll just move back to where we were. Correct. Or cry that we skipped it Correct. without him. What, what, well, that's because this is all shit you're going to edit out. Oh, yeah, he looked like he was peeing his diaper. He definitely had that look and smile on his face. Like, I'm peeing my diaper. I'm peeing my diaper. There he comes. Give me five. Can you five yet? He can five. He actually just learned. Oh, my God. You're walking around like a champ. Oh, yeah. He, he, he's, he's the man. What you gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? You dance better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, you left it, like Paul said, it's like you left it like the end of a thing, and then... That's okay. Well, you can edit all this out anyway. That's sometime him and Scott keep going. Okay, well, and that it was not a convenient... So, pretty much, I'm sorry. So, pretty much here, um, Brian and, and uh, Dr. Cotto uh, are informed that um, uh, he's talking to a bunch of screens with, on a table, which makes no sense at all. Like there's well, a, it's a conference it's table. It's a conference table with a bunch of, like... Why Screens that follow him, yeah. It's I, like, why, why? Why wouldn't you just have it like, you know, just a video wall, like the Avengers or something, and just talk to him there? Why would? Because it? it's very obvious Cocteau's the big dick in charge. A, a, wrinkled, a wrinkled big dick at this point. because Sir like, Nigel <laughs> Hawthorne. <laughs> a frickin' knight. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't that something? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I was thinking the same thing. Why and then on top of that, like... 
Well, no, I'm I'm talking about the uh, the screens um, with the faces on them, and it's just it's goofy. It's goofy. Yeah, it's a weird concept. But then even beyond that, like there has to be, you know, blocks. You, you know what I mean? Like right. you can't see past the the box that's sitting in front of you. Yeah. And it's not like you could move your head yeah. because it's, you're in a box. It doesn't. It makes no sense. Yeah. That makes no I sense. I guess they conceptually couldn't grasp uh, Microsoft Teams. I'm a diaper. I'm peeing a diaper. They can invent a method to freeze people and keep them alive, but God forbid they figure out networking and yeah. stupid. Is everything okay? Also, or? it never rains, and I only point that out because we're now under a severe thunderstorm warning. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be bad, too. How it's bad? coming. Are you, seeing this, are you seeing the radar? Yeah. Okay, this is actually part of the show now. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, is that a hail core? You had uh, in here the, the way that people were dressed like in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, if, if you were in Coruscant, they would be dressed like that. Yeah. It just, I think you're absolutely correct. It, it's, it's goofy. It's goofy. It is. And I'm sure it, I probably mispronounced Coruscant. And everything, so. and everything by the way, Scottish looks sugar is tits in is neutral rolling colors. rolling around in this fucking grave over there. Everything's in neutral colors. There's no individuality. It's a SJW Frickin' paradise. Exactly. But we don't know what they look like underneath the dresses. Does it matter? Like Yokozuna. Everything's banned. <laughs> wow. All of them. Yeah. They, they have compression gear. So, yeah, to satisfy that's, Sugar That's t- 2019. To, to satisfy Sugar Tits Schaefer's um, pronunci- pronunciation of it. Coruscant. Coruscant. Okay. Anyway. So uh, we're back to uh, the wizard, the black wizard. <laughs> Inform- he knows everything. He informs the cops. Because How is this guy not chief, by the way? I, who knows? Well, I, I don't know. Because he's black. That's, that's, Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's just be honest. We have to have the bald white guy. Yeah. And then we the guy that from Shawshank like f- Redemption. Yeah, dude. Because what they did <laughs> is they like want... A penis. Because cause they... What they did here is they watched Shawshank Redemption and like we need a warden like that, so they find someone who looked exactly like the guy from Shawshank Redemption and put him in charge because nothing was going to happen anyway. I think Shawshank so came out two years after this movie, but that's I think okay. it did. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying, we're in the future, so Shawshank. Oh, he's oh, okay. exists in the future. They're looking back since it doesn't matter since they don't do any damn thing anyway. They just worry about graffiti. By the way, one of the funniest fucking things is later on. I mean, it's later on in the movie, but apparently we're never going to get to the end of this. So <laughs> Gotta get this he's thing. standing there, and I thought it was in his office, but I think he might have just been standing in a room. I don't think it was his office. And he, he's got a goddamn close-up picture of his head. <laughs> It's a picture on the wall. I did not notice this. What's this? Oh, that was in the. I think that was just in like the the, you know, the sports book command bunker. Right. That's what I'm whatever. saying. So I don't a, think it was even his office. It was just a picture right of him there. on the wall. There's a yeah. picture of the of the commander, the, or, the chief. or the chief, on the wall, and it's not even like you know a good picture. It's just like a real close up shot <laughs> of the guy's head. It's fucking great. <laughs> He's just an actor. He doesn't even have formal police training at all. <laughs> Big brother is watching you. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, John Spartan is the one. In the end, it was one man. <laughs> John Spartan. He took him down by it himself. It really was a movie trailer, basically. Just pretty an much. old laser disc. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's awesome. Notice the technique they use in this. 
completely veered off there. They got a lot of SJW shit, but the, the actual tech. No. Well, there are those little <laughs> mini discs, yeah, too, which oh were out for God. about five minutes well, at the end of the 90s. Well, if you look really closely, the mini disc that he puts in there is actually like a dual. It's a disc, and then it has like a little piece, and then another disc. So it's two discs standing. And I'm sitting here thinking, holy shit, that's even worse <laughs> than it would have been. Because, they, yeah, you had mini discs. Now, granted, mini discs couldn't hold a lot of. Right. data on it, but why would you have this thing? And I'm like, they never had the concept that everything would be digital in the future. Still more realistic than zip drives if they had used those. Oh. Oh. So, so, uh, the, uh, oh, Sa- God. Sandra Bullock is looking at uh, flashbacks of John Spartan and getting wet. I mean, she's completely enamored. Oh, with yeah, Spartan. she's Just ready str- to go. She's all about the 80s. Like, she... Lo- I want to make a point here because it, we go back. 80 and 90s. But 80s and 90s. She's just loving it, loving it, loving it. Everything about it. Technical Lethal Weapon 3, I think, was closer to 90. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it was all to that time frame. All Late time 80s, frame. early 90s. Correct. So, um, Which would make sense because that's when they Somehow made Eyebrows Bullock was able to go over the warden's head and have John Spartan revived. I don't think she went over the warden's head. I think she convinced the warden to do it. No, because or the chief, I mean. The chief. The, the warden's chief. dead. The warden's eyeball no, was plucked I'm out. Sorry, and the chief, whatever. But somehow, but, the, but he was there. Remember in the scene. Yeah, he. She convinced He's there. him. Yeah, she, she convinced he, him he, to do he it. He was basically well. Cocktoastin said uh, to do whatever we what was whatever was necessary. So she convinced him she to convinced, do it. Okay. Okay. I missed that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So then um, he's he he gets revived. He asks about his wife, who was who died in a big one of two two 2010. So yeah. There's, there's apparently there's a big earthquake in LA in 2010. Dodge that bullet. And Dude, all, they they were talking about how long have they been talking about the earthquake that was going to knock LA into the ocean? I mean, they've been talking about that since the 70s. Oh, earlier than that. Really long time. I mean, I didn't know about. before. I mean, that's the, that's the first time I. Did you ever watch that. the NBC miniseries Ten Point Five? No. What no. a turd that was. Sure. Well, it's an NBC miniseries. I mean, but in that, basically, it's a shitty version of San Andreas. An it makes oh. San Andreas look like Citizen Kane. Oh, jeez. So, uh, and, and notice he also asked about his daughter. It makes fucking... We asked about his wife first. You well, well, I did skipped say over that. that, yeah. No, Zom- I said, I zombie said that. Oh, tsunami. Oh, that's coming. Oh. Zombie, zombie tsunami's coming from the makers of Sharknado. <laughs> that's so bad. That's coming. It looks so bad, dude. It does, but it's going to be awesome. Be fan- Just a wave full of zombies. Again, L.A., San okay, so where are we? Uh, yeah, he asked, he asked about his about daughter. daughter. They never actually tell you anything. Because no, a reason you never for find that. out. There's a reason for that. Okay, what? Because, and I'll mention this later, but... Why not mention it now? Well, I'll mention it now then, okay? okay. To make you happy. Well, no, we'll wait. No, Go we'll ahead. mention it now. No, we'll, we're going to wait. Brian doesn't want it spoiled. Okay, Brian doesn't want it spoiled. So let's move. Okay. Um, <laughs> they informed Spartan and Phoenix. I changed my mind. Tell him Phoenix now. is alive. And also that everything that is bad for you is illegal. Right. And this is the big scene that everybody talks about in Demolition Man. He's got to take a shit. Comes out and informs everybody after he takes a shit. 
that there's no toilet paper. And they all laugh at him. Yeah, even Rob Schneider. Even Rob Schneider, who everybody laughs at. I don't know if you guys know it, but you're, uh, you're out of toilet paper. Did, did you say toilet paper? Oh, they used handfuls of wadded paper back in the 20s. <laughs> I'm happy that you're happy, but the place where you're supposed to have the toilet paper, you got this little shelf with three seashells on it. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> I can see how that could be confusing. I don't believe it. Is that you, Spartan? No. Zach? Zach Lamb? Happened to you. <laughs> I got older. My God. I remember when you were a snot nosed rookie pilot. They finally grounded me. Shit. You're a damn good flyer. You are fined two credits for a violation of the verbal statute. I'll be right back. And everybody in this moment thinks about how would you wipe your ass with three seashells? Yep. And, never, and it's one of those things that they never come up with an answer with. Now, I think the answer is very obvious. Okay. Really? It's a bidet. You just push the button. I don't think so. I, I, I mean, there might be some scooping involved. I, I don't know. Some scraping. I, who knows? Three. Are they different sizes? I mean, maybe you're right. No, they I show the three seashells. They do show it uh, later on. They're very small seashells. Very small seashells. So you're supposed to wipe your ass... What if they may have? Well, served? we don't know. That's the whole thing. He what doesn't if know you how just to use them. Cram it all up there, and it does something. It's some electronic, you know. Maybe it's electronic devices. Is it any worse than using that lottery ticket style paper that you're getting these verbal demorality credits on? <laughs> I mean, that's going to leave a mark. Come on. So he does. He does. He does use that. He ends up cussing a bunch and taking a bunch of demerits. He's going to wipe his ass with that. Uh, yeah, that it was funny back, you know. In 93. It was, but not so much now. Not so, so much now. So everybody wants to know how the three seashell ass wiping technique came to be. Well, according to the screenwriter, Daniel Waters, the inspiration for those three shells came about when he was writing a scene where Spartan has to wipe his ass. He was trying to come up with a few futuristic things that you'd find in there. The bathroom. The shithouse. He was having trouble, so he called a buddy, another screenwriter across town, asked him if he had any ideas. Ironically enough, that person was in the shitter when he answered the phone. <laughs> Looked around his bathroom and said, I have a bag of seashells on the toilet as a decoration. Water says, okay, I'll make something out of that. Now, you were talking about the screenwriter, Daniel Waters. Now, there, see, there it is. There, there it, it comes. Is. Um, allegedly, a, uh, a screenwriter in Poland claimed that he came up with this idea for this entire movie, not the three seashells, mm-hmm. but for this entire movie, mm-hmm. and that he was one of many, quote, victims, unquote, who were uh, filmmakers who wrote stuff and for movies that were behind the Iron Curtain. And then Hollywood ripped off the ideas, but said that he could never, he didn't have enough uh, resources in order to file a lawsuit against the movie studio in order to, to stake his claim. Interesting. Right. Kind of like Battle Royale and... Um, but he's, you know, a communist, so who gives a fuck? Hunger Games? Not anymore. Okay. I still don't care. <laughs> that Just is. trying to bring some color to the America show, man. America first, baby. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going all racist. 
Over the top Shawshank Redemption Warden can't take John Spartan. He insults him. Um, and then um, it's revealed in this conversation where, you know, what's Phoenix going to do? He's, He's going, 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 for, going, a gun. going for, a gun. for a gun. Spartan knows everything. Then we're trans. Well, now, hold on. You, you forgot the important point here, which is basically I'm peeing my diaper. I'm peeing my diaper. It's where Smith, uh, Warden Smithers says, uh, our Chief Smithers says, the only place that you can I'm now I'm now I'm fucking up names Go as ahead. bad as you are. Um, like the chief says the chief up. says the only place that you can find a gun is at museum. And then his eyes grow up like it's this holy shit, Mr. Wizard moment. <laughs> like, oh, I guess that's where he's going. Yeah. Again, he's not a he's not a real police officer, he's just an actor that they hired. Well, nobody in this movie other than Simon um Simon Phoenix, God, look at this. Uh, other than John Spartan is an actual police, police officer. officer. They are basically all Paul Blart without <laughs> a segue. Mall cops. <laughs> so then we're transport to the museum. The museum. The museum. The museum, baby. The, the museum. You see, uh, museum. If you got him, <laughs> Phoenix. Simon Phoenix here's look at very L- amusing. L- L- a set up. Then he makes fun of the Chinese people in there. I think they were Chinese. I don't know if they were Would either. Would you get away with that nowadays? Of course not. But I don't think I don't think we ever see who they are. You know, he's just making fun of the Chinese I think it's because Chinese they're in the Kimonios, but it's I guess. Holy shit, I do love that. It's just out of nowhere, dude. That's just another one of those things where I was just like, okay, he is just a Batman villain. He's a bat. He's a Batman villain. Um, then, then he walks into the the Hall of Violence. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Violence. Um, and as this is going on, Spartan. It really and, sounds like an old ECW. It match. does, doesn't it? A Hall of Violence. So Spartan and Bullock are driving over. Oh, Benjamin Bratt's there too. Don't oh, forget sorry, him. Benjamin Bratt's there in the in there, and they're listening to uh, fucking commercials. Yeah. Hot dogs. Uh, armor, armor, hot, hot dogs. dogs. Yeah. yeah, my my daughter liked that. She thought that was funny. It's fun, yeah. Like, literally, the soul of everybody has been ripped out in the future. The worst part is the fact that you can kind of see this happening because of oh, everybody's yeah. short attention span. Yep. Oh, yeah. We uh, talked about that last Yeah, time. you know, it's yeah. just, it's incredible. It's YouTube nation That now. something would happen, you know, something could happen like that. Okay, it's really I sad. find it humorous that they're talking about armor hot dogs now that hot dogs are banned in San Angeles. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They are. Yes. But uh, yes. I, I find myself on YouTube watching old commercials. So do I. I find it fun. It's entertaining. It's cathartic. It's not the number one station in town, though. No. No. Okay. Teach their own. By the way, I've never seen an armor hot dog. Neither I've seen have armor I. Armor potted meat. I've seen I've armor heard Vienna sausages. I've heard. I, I have sausages. heard the uh, the theme all the way back then. Okay, but I don't ever remember actually seeing an armor hot dog in the store. You know, I had. I was really sad this year because SK hot dogs were no longer being made because SK stopped. What kind of went out of business? They but sold then, to Miss Smithfield, right? Uh, yeah, they were sold to Smithfield. But then they brought in this Hoffman's group from Carroll County, and believe it or not, the Hoffman's hot dog. Uh, at Camden Yards is actually better than the SK hot dog. Mm. I know that's that was like sacrilege the first time I said it out loud, but I'm like, they really. I gotta go better. to the game just to get a hot dog. Do you know what hot dogs? Thir- are made this out? Thursday is Dollar Hot Dog Night. Woo! Lots know, of hot dogs. Do you know what hot dogs are made out of? Happiness. Don't. Cow lips and assholes. 
You forgot happiness. I agree. Callops and assholes. That's what they're made out of. And they're delicious. It's a healthy snack. It's that, that quote's from a movie. I don't care. I know. Do you want movie But it's from? true, though. You want movie It really from? is made of that stuff. It's whatever falls yeah. off the out of the uh, <laughs> machine. They shovel it back up and put Did it you? through another grinder, and that's... I still don't understand why anybody would like do the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. 70, no, 72 hot dogs in 12 no, minutes. I don't like that either. Because bad stuff could happen. Asshole. There was a, um, they had a burrito eating contest out at a Fresno Grizzlies, uh, not Fresno Grizzlies. Yeah, it is Fresno Grizzlies game. And uh, a guy actually died right there. Good. He got, really? Well, what Shit happened happens. was he got like, he was eating his burritos too fast. Because you know, it's hard to eat a burrito, no matter how big or small they are. Because you got all that tortilla in there, it gets dry. And he actually got his, the food got stuck in his throat and they couldn't. Get it out, and he died. Choked to death on a burrito in a burrito-eating contest. (sighs) Darwin. I think that's right. So fuck Burritos are meant to be savored and enjoyed. I agree. Fuck him and the Russian. Fuck him and the Russian. Yeah, let's go. Um, Weren't we supposed to keep this short? (laughs) You promised me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I... Uh, yeah, but you forgot. I'm here, and I love yeah. the sound of my own voice. Yeah, that goes without saying. <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, so Phoenix takes the bo- what's your boggle, dude? Throws him. That's through. the line that Paul, I'm sure, was thinking of earlier. By the way, what's, what's your, bo- your boggle? What's your no, boggle? it wasn't that. Okay, it'll come to me. What's your boggle? Enhance your calmness. Thank you. That <laughs> was enhance it. your calm. That's what it is. Enhance yeah. your calm. Enhance it. We kept saying that back and forth, like for hours. Enhance your, Enhance your calm. So he takes the boggle dude, uses him as a battered ram, um, and takes out uh, the weapons of these of these display cases. Phoenix takes these weapons out of the display cases, um, which includes uh, a phaser gun, because he wants to know where the futurist, uh, futuristic weapons are. I want one of those weapons things. Are. That is a magnetic, the magnetic accelerator um, is based on the Heckler and Koch G11, a prototype weapon for the German army that would have been the most advanced rifle in the world, Firing caseless ammunition. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It sounds like fun. It, sound, it does sound like fun. It's in Doom too, right? Um, and then there's this Ambo, there's this Rambo quip about barring a grenade. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny because, you know, talk about references to other movies. Um, then Phoenix and Spartan had their first standoff when Spartan arrives. I'm a blast from the past. Emily, you should have stayed there. This is, this is one-liners galore in this part. Oh, yeah. One-liners galore. But Spartan, once again, is that you shit them than anybody into the century? Yep. It, I do still think that Sly Stallone got most of the better one-liners yeah. through the movie. Now, there are times when Wesley Snipes' character does have some good quips, but mostly it's, it's just him and, and Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. yeah. have, all the, have the, all the good dialogue. Every other person in the movie might as well... Except for the one spiel by Dennis Leary, which, which God is, only knows yeah. if he wrote that himself, he, he probably did. Did he, he did. write it or did he freestyle? He probably, he, either way, yeah. yeah. You know, and and of course that's a great mm-hmm. that's, you know section, but everything else was just kind of like uh, painful. Mm-hmm. I agree. I but agree. anyway, oh, one thing that we missed uh, during that first fight scene mm-hmm. uh, with Snipes and the six cops. Okay. The worst, absolute worst music ever in any movie ever. Oh, was that was starting and stopping? 
What the fuck was that, dude? Uh, I don't know. The w- this music in this entire movie was horrible. I, oh, yeah, it's not a big movie. Music the last horrible. song is horrible. Holy Sting, shit. The Sting song? Oh, yeah. oh my God, that's horrible. nasty. Hey, people will do things for a paycheck. There, are, there are some scenes City in the block. during the movie where there's just kind of regular background music. Mm-hmm. Okay, but most of the music in this movie, even the background shit, is just horrible. Nothing good. Wow. You hear that, Lightning? You okay there? No, I found the piece that fell off this microphone. No. I think the only... I literally had a screwless. The only good oh. music was definitely the, the commercials. Yeah. That was it. Armor hot dogs. <laughs> well, it's still working. I'll fix it later. I say, yeah, make sure I'm still hot, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, you are, you are. I can hear you. Um... Anyway, so as Phoenix, so they end up in the replica of uh, old L.A. Yep. Where it was uh, during the big one. They have a fight there. Phoenix. Uh, speaking of, 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 you just, Paul, you actually mentioned, and this, this made me think of something. Shouldn't in the 80s music, 80s area, shouldn't there have been like the old music like being piped in? You go to like Colonial Williamsburg. You're not oh. hearing like Slayer. You're hearing, you know, Fife and Drum stuff. I think you're right, but yeah. I think at the same time because of the culture that That's they true. were living in, they were trying to desensitize and all that music, like 80s music and 90s music definitely enhanced your you, you know. It didn't enhance your calm. No, it didn't enhance no, it your calm at all. It, it made, you know, made you want to have Sex, yeah, or that's whatever. Something you frown upon here. <laughs> like, <laughs> spoilers. So, uh, nothing makes you want to have sex more than Papa Don't Preach, baby. Man, that was she's in trouble deep. Can't say that it's ever affected me that way, but <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever each, works, Paul. Each to their own, especially you, Associate Bob. So, Phoenix runs away from the fight. Um, that's when he runs into Crato and Brian on the outside. And that's when it's revealed that um, Phoenix and Crato are... Um, yeah, big Croto? reveal. What We're going to tell you the entire yeah, arc of the story yeah, right there. in 10 seconds. In 10 seconds. Um, and he's like, and uh, Croto um, uh, scolds uh, Phoenix, and aren't you supposed to be going after someone, and Edgar Friendly? Isn't there John. someone that you need to kill? <laughs> he really hates graffiti. <sighs> he really hates graffiti. Phoenix can't try to shoot him, but he can't. It's not I want to point graffiti. I'll, I mean, I want to point out something here, and this is this is a very important point as far as the SJW nature of this film. Okay, yeah. and why Cocteau is the ultimate SJW douche canoe mm-hmm. is because here we are telling you exactly how to live your lives and how to be peaceful and serene and this the other thing. And on the other hand, you know, here's the velvet hand over here of how you know we're going to treat everybody fairly and this, that, and the other thing. And then here's the iron hand over here, which is going to keep everybody's ass in line. And if you step out of line even just a little bit, i.e. Edgar Friendly and the scraps, you are a problem that does not need to be rehabilitated, but eliminated. Yeah, we're going to risk everybody else's I just lives. Didn't think, I just didn't <laughs> understand you. what the end plan was. Like, when he kills Edward Edgar Friendly, what exactly was he going to do? Nothing. He would just be rid of his problem. Simon Phoenix from that point forward. Like he thought that far. I, I mean, you would think that he would have. I mean, it, I mean, I know that there's a level of cockiness to the character, but Jesus, it just completely unaware that he this guy would be a bigger well, problem. remember this, too, is the fact that at the time he only unthawed Simon Phoenix. Yeah. And he had programmed Phoenix to not kill him. So, but he hadn't programmed Phoenix to not go on a murder spree. 
Yeah, I think that was collateral damage to. I mean, and, and had no way of taking the point him is, down. It's like any, it's like any other SJW dictator wannabe type. He's protected. He's yeah. fine. He doesn't care about anybody else. He just yeah. wants to be be the man in charge. And by the way, who made him the man in charge? We never really address how Cocto yeah, well, was elected to something. That he overthrow the government. Was he like the government that took over after the big one? Where is yeah, the rest of the United States in all of this? Uh, kind of picked up the pieces afterwards. I think that's kind of what they alluded to, but they never really say. Yeah, they never really say who made him the controlling legal authority. That's a good point. I mean, because sure I assume that this is just a big island that's off the well, coast. Big one at this point, yeah. I mean, you would, they never, but they actually, if you actually look at the map when they showed it, the San Angeles map when they showed it in the police department, <laughs> the geography, the topography had not changed any. If there's an earthquake oh, as the large, big one as the big yeah, one, if there was an earthquake as large as they implied it was, mm-hmm. then yes, there would have been some change to the coastline. There yeah. would have been some sort of you know, internal sea or something like right. that. If like the the, uh, the been, San Andreas yeah. had split or collapsed yeah. or or whatnot, but yeah, there was no seeming change to the topography. What's gonna be funny is when it actually happens, and we're watching. Yeah, it'll be it. fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about good one. Paul. Everybody, everybody's gonna be watching. Like, wow, let's see what happens in California. Meanwhile, oh you're... no, I thought you were done. That that was just the funny part. No, why? You know, here in Hollywood, when it actually screaming. happens. Well, yeah, we, everybody's gonna be we're in all about how the topography changes. Meanwhile, Hollywood's screaming. We're like, we don't give rat's ass. We don't care. And this is why we're trying to buy Greenland. That's going to be awesome. Oh, God. It's I never going to happen. That, you know that Truman tried that in 46, right? I fucking love yeah. that. I, I love that idea. I love that idea, too. You know the city with the um, most suicides is, in, is the capital of Greenland? Gotham? Yep. Or is it Nuke now? I can't remember which one. Nuke. I don't know. I suicides just, per capita. We just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious. I love it. I don't care. I actually laughed anymore. because did you hear the Danish the Danish foreign minister responded and said, said it's not for sale. Yeah. No, he actually said that we we offered to buy all the entirety of the United States except for its government, which I thought was funny. Yeah, it is a little funny. You're, I was Denmark once. We were Denmark once in uh, Model UN one. Oh year, yeah. And we uh, we agreed with Switzerland and Poland to partition Germany. Really? Yeah. Pm a diaper. I'm pm a diaper. These are the okay. jokes, people. These are the jokes. We're down. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Jimmy was distracted. Spartan, Bullock, in car, Schwarzenegger's library, 61st Amendment. Once again, there are 33 amendments to the Constitution which were not discussed. Yeah. yeah. How did we... we ha- we've added 27 Cussing amendments to this document. In 200 years. In 220 yeah. years. And now, all of a sudden, 33 of them... Right. 34 of them, rather get added in a very quick time. What possible way, how in the world, did they add so many amendments to the Constitution in that period of time? And oh, by the way, if Schwarzenegger were president, and of course this was before, this was 10 years before he was elected governor of California. If he were elected president, was that before or after the big one? Because wouldn't he have been at per- in peril you're when right. the big one you're came? You're right, you're right. You're Just saying... Phoenix goes into the sewers. Uh, shit, I love that smell. Reminds me of what was it? I can't remember now. The Godwin brothers? No, 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 no. He said something in the movie. Reminds me of. Oh, reminds me of biscuits. And gravy. Gra- oh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. It wasn't collard greens. I couldn't remember what it was. 
Uh, Spartan finds out Taco Bell won the restaurant wars. Now, One of the things I loved about the movie. Now, outside of the United States, they dub out Taco Bell. It's actually Pizza Hut. Oh, really? Because back really? in 1993, outside, Taco Bell was almost non-existent outside oh, of the no United shit. States. So every movie, the franchise wars outside of the U.S. was won by, by Pizza Hut. Because they were all owned at the time by um, the same, you know, Pepsi, I think, at the time, or Yum Brands now, or whatever it wound up. Yeah, yeah. So they wound up, uh, they refused to, they realized that that wasn't going to make any sense at all or be nearly as funny. I, I still found it very amusing. I found that to be one of the, the funniest things in the movie. Oh, it's hilarious. Every, every movie, every, you know, every restaurant is Taco Bell. Taco mm-hmm. Bell's gotten a lot better recently. I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know that I've ever actually eaten anything from Taco Bell. My favorite Taco Bell. My kids eat there. But My favorite Taco Bell's in Plattsburgh, New York. I don't know why it's so good. It was the first place that we... We stopped there why for lunch. you know that? Yeah. Well, we stopped there for lunch coming back from Canada two years ago on vacation. Oh. And how different could it possibly yeah, it just be? just tasted better. Okay. Yeah, it was Maybe good. Maybe you were just hungrier. Yeah. No? Okay. Uh, so Taco Bell, uh, Cocktoastin reveals how he turned life around using... Well, before we get there, we see the, pe- the pianist. Who's oh, Dan pe- Cortez. I'm sorry, the, yeah, the pianist. The pianist. They have a pianist. Who's Dan, who's Dan Cortez from MTV Sports. Okay, right? I thought I recognized him. I tweeted about that one day about it, Dan Cortez, and then he actually tweeted back huh. about it. Yeah, and um, yeah, of course he's doing... Commercials. The Valley of the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. yeah, I dug that too. By the way, them dubbing this in outside of the United States um, as a Pizza Hut probably made everybody, all the employees wearing uh, really badly stereotyped, you know, um, bullfighter outfits probably make a lot less sense. Probably, but I don't know that it mattered. I mean... You know, it to could be fair, have been that was anything. a very subtle thing that you really. I, had to I be found it at. interesting that they chose Taco Bell. I mean, well, you would nobody think would you got McDonald's it. or Burger King, then you go what? There's all these other ones, and then you have Taco Bell, KFC. Really, is KFC's yeah. taking over half the world? Yeah. Well, KFC is part of that, you know, trifecta as well. Yeah, it's KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut are the three. So the trifecta. Yeah, but they were even that. They back were called in, Tricon Global Brands at some right. point. Yeah, a long time ago. Which sounds like a like a Bond movie. We're seeing company. KFC and Taco Bell in the same building though. I've seen. I've ones. seen it's them like, together, yeah. like as a one unit. Yeah, in the same in the same building. Yeah, Taco Bell and KFC, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Yeah. I think I've seen like Taco Bell and Cinnabon or Auntie Anne's or one of those Maybe. together too. Wow. Yeah. Well, you've been all over the. I've been many places. I've been everywhere, man. You've been in every 50 states. All 50 states. 49 other states regret you visiting. Eh, that's all right. I don't uh, think so. My money think. spends there just like anybody else's. Yeah. I don't think so. And when he's driving through a state, it's, you know, I don't think they have enough time to regret it. It's true. <laughs> Jesus. I made a donation to some of them. Yeah. In a toilet. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So, uh, okay. So, he... So this, so they're having dinner there with thank you, Crato. Um, Let's use dinner loosely. It looks like they're having tapas. They're they're having tapas, miniature tapas, miniature yeah. tapas, and the Taco Bell with Crato kind of uh, directing the uh, conversation. He's at the head of the table, introducing John Spartan, and of course this devolves into a shit show with all the elite shitting all over Spartan, him being a Neanderthal, and all all that nonsense. And then all of a sudden, Edgar Friendly and his band of of, of warriors. Pops out of the sewers and starts raiding the uh, the uh, food truck. The food trucks, 
And that's when Spartans... All the food is dehydrated all, yeah. and rehydrated on there, which is actually a callback to um, Back to the Future 2. Back to the mm-hmm. Future yeah. 2. Which exactly. was a Pizza Hut, actually, in that, too, where they there get a was. pizza from Pizza Hut, puts it in the rehydrator, and there it comes out. Yep. So then uh, Spartan jumps in the action and ends up beating some ass. And uh, then he grabs Jack Black by the neck. Jack Black by the <laughs> neck. It looks like, you know, he's wearing Michelin tires for the outfit. I mean, all yeah. the outfits here, it's either Star Wars or, like, Warriors. Yep. With 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 uh, tires, they're made out like tires. Literally, great movie, by the way, Warriors. Warriors yeah, yeah, that's that's the second reference in three weeks. Yeah, it is, it is. Brought it up during the crew, and then uh, as he's uh, about to uh, punch the guy, uh, dehydrated. Uh, what was what was that? Taco Bell. It was dehydrated Taco Bell. Taco Bell, mm-hmm. and that's when Spartan realizes, oh, they're just after the food. Um, and then he gets in the car with uh, Sandra Bullock. Um, she is ready to go. She is ready to go. Um, and there's a reference. She's like, you know, better than alive. Um, then on a laser disc, reference the laser disc, which never took off at all. Those big things. Never Did you have laser disc? I never no. had one. Yeah, me neither. Never, never had, had it. one. Never had one. And they like mock DVDs. Never going to make it. Um, but on the car ride home, Bullock is upset because Spartan is a moody gunslinger rather than the over the top hero. At this point, she's getting on my nerves. Um, she really is. But again, she hands. That's when she hands over the data disc, and I was like, "Where the what the hell is that? Where did this come from?" Yeah, completely missed the digital revolution. Um, it all died. It all expired in the big one. All, all in the big one. Um, then we're in the con- back to Contro's office where Phoenix is going off about how much he knows. Illuminate. 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 Um, and that's when Contro reveals that you were brought back to kill Friendly. That's why I uploaded with all these fighting techniques. Of course, he puts an entire city at risk to get Red Friendly. This mani- He brings back this maniac, puts the entire population at risk to get Friendly. A Democrat-type person not considering unintended mm-hmm. consequences? I am shocked. Shocked by this development. Shocked. Shocked. Um, and that's when Phoenix says he needs more friends to get the thawed. That's when the tension builds. So we're... we're we're back to Bullock's apartment, and Bullock wants to have sex. Which is literally looks like an 80s diner. Yeah. It really does. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, and she brings out this, this equipment where it's like a VR set or something, and they both put it on their heads, and that Sylvester Sloan is seeing him. The most subversive thing in this entire movie, as far as like from a ratings and a sexuality standpoint, yeah. is when she brings out the headset, but makes sure to hand Stallone a towel. Yep. <laughs> I did love that. That is so yeah. subversive. I was going to point that out to my daughter, but then I like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> figure that one nah. out on her own. No, nah, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> um, and of course, I do have a feeling that it wasn't Sandra Bullock's tits that flashed on the screen. Though I, I don't know. Jimmy probably paused it 17 times. What do you think? I didn't pause it on this one. I paused it on a different scene. Yeah, the Wolf next, yeah, the next scene. Oh, I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> he paused it a, about my 20 own minutes earlier. <laughs> um, Can I see Sly's dick? That's where you're pausing it, sicko. Again, see how he... he that's where his mind goes to seeing penis and, and ass. Man ass. I don't touch it. We each, each their own, right? Ryan's not going to say anything that would remotely tie him to anything that would be offensive on this show because he doesn't want to come back on him when he's back on RedMaryland.com. 
I know his game. That's fine. <laughs> but I'll just splice everything together where it makes it seem like he's referencing. <laughs> like the Dwayne Stomp commercial. <laughs> if you must drink yeah, this holiday weekend, yep. drive! Yep. So, uh, but uh, Stallone can't take it. He, t- he rips off the... Oh, there's the Love Boat music's playing in the yep. background, too. Love. Exciting and new. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So he rips off the VR headset, and he wants to kiss her. I thought it was hilarious since, you know, we've already been through the fact that she loves the 80s, the 90s. She loves all this destruction, everything. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the time. But swap and spit, God forbid. God forbid. What a miserable existence. What a I mean, there are people who, you know, cosplay like the Civil War, but they're not eating hardtack either. I mean, I don't know what you... <laughs> I mean, it makes, a little, it makes a little sense. Yeah. It's coming down outside. Yes, it is raining. You have a window here. Yes, isn't that something? Um, it's, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. So uh, Stallone goes back to his apartment to watch the disc. The, the t- and but, but, <laughs> yeah, you forgot the part where it's That's like kids are made in the lab because we had NRT and SPQ yes, and yes, so, WTFBBQ. Yes, and all the different sex diseases, STDs. Yeah, who cares? So they don't even have sex anymore. They just, kids are made in a lab. Then we go to Stallone's apartment. By the way, that's another SJW yes, dream right there. It is. It is. It but is. The only thing about this that's not SJW is how abortion's banned. I, exactly. I, but the, it, the abortion was banned because people don't have kids. You right. have to actually apply for a license to have a kid. But SJWs don't care. They just want abortion to be legal. It, They're oppressing it's women. Irrelevant. Duh. Well, I, you know that, and I know that, but you're talking about the somebody, the, the abortion warriors. They're not going to care whether or not abortion is necessary. They just want it to be legal. Okay. So then we are taken to Stallone's apartment where he gets a fiber call from a tits and ass caller. This is where Jimmy stopped, this is where stopped, I stopped it 15 and times. That's it was like, I was like, this it's like JFK <laughs> and Morrison, back <laughs> into the left, back into the yeah, left. She had some big old boobies. Hello. Wow. We had some big old, she had some big old boobies too. But I just thought it was pretty jarring. Like, <laughs> I just was thinking about it. Oh, my God, wrong caller. Just, Do you have to get a helmet and a towel too? Maybe. Um, so he watches the laser disc. You all right, Paul? Yeah, go. Uh, he watches the laser disc that Bullock gave him. It, it was what he requested was the scene outside the Museum of Violence um, as Simon uh, Phoenix escaped, and you, he sees the whole uh, dialogue between Phoenix and Catro and Brian. So then. Um, I got the car ride. We'll find out that Cotro released uh, because uh, Spartan is starting to, you know, be suspect of that relationship. He starts, you know, he reveals that how come he knows how to how to how to um, stitch or what is it? Uh, knit. Knit. You know, how does he know how to knit? He starts telling a bullock about this. Well, you know, when you're when you're uh, being frozen and all this shit. They upload you the programs, calming programs. He's like, what was uh, Phoenix's uh, program? That's where we learned Cocteau used the Konami code on the Simon Konami, Phoenix. Yes, up, up, down, yes. And he knows how to fight. Um, he confronts Cotro about this and puts a gun to his head, but he can't pull the trigger. That's, that's uh, Spartan. Um, pulls it back, and that's when Cotro shits on him and says he, his family is dead. Um, and that's when uh, Spartan shoots the camera. When you pass out, 
Uh, Are you going to keep going with this, even though I'm completely yes, no-selling it? Yes, it doesn't matter to me. Because I know you're... Are you all right, Paul? Yeah. I'm I'm just trying to remember when... Like, didn't RoboCop come out in 87? Yes. So they did the same exact fucking thing in RoboCop, where, you know, they programmed it in that he couldn't kill any of the OCP, right. uh, you know, people. But that doesn't work. Why would they think that this would work? Because they because John Spartan was never booked with Sting. Okay. Though I guess ironically he was, because of the end song. Oh. Yeah. But Spartan was never booked at Capital Combat. Yeah, brings it all together. Yeah. Brings it all. Yeah. Um. So we find oh, that's out a good point to start on. What's that? I said that that's a perfect point to stop on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody uses a flow chart to try to follow this show. And so and, yeah, it's okay. You gotta watch Demolition Man. You'll get what we're saying. Um uh, so Bullock uh, so Bullock is supposed to be transporting Spartan to the cryo prison. I guess Chicotro has enough of them after he shot, you know, the camera. But he allows Spartan to go to explore the sewers. Uh, Bullock wants to he said, let's go blow this guy. One of her many one-liners, she purposely screws up. Um, so he goes, so Spartan and Bullock and then what's his name? Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt go to, go to the sewers where there's like a whole community going, uh, you know, thriving. And they're not. It really looks like a very, like the morning after the rave scene in yeah, the Matrix. It, it, does. Mm-hmm. it does. It really does. It really, and he ends up buying a rat burger from the unibrow woman. I want to know where the beer came from. Like, he buys something in a Budweiser-esque bottle. Got a point there. Maybe they're but where did, like, then. did, yeah, were they, like, were they, like, homebrewing? Was, was, I had no was idea. Was it just, like, vintage Budweiser? I'm sure that tasted good. Yeah. I, I don't know. Budweiser's I, not I, even I, good to start with, but here we I, go. We're if drinking If you look it. really close at the bottle, it said JB Special Brew. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's what happens to me. I just become like a like a supreme underground brewer. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except I wouldn't want to be eating fucking rat burgers. You're okay. hungry. You don't know what you're gonna eat. Yeah, man. you got a point there. There are rats in the future, so I know cat tastes good. Really? Cat is delicious. Anyway, so uh, they're walking through this crowd, and then this they see this old was it Oldsmobile that red car. Or is it a Buick? It's an Oldsmobile. Old, yeah. Oldsmobile. Four, four, that thought. And that comes back. Which, what do you mean what comes back? Oldsmobile. Oldsmobile. Oh, yeah. It comes yeah. Well, yeah. A minute later. Right. So uh, Bullock makes the observation the underground people aren't very hostile. Uh, and then she goes off about the Oldsmobile. That's when Friendly surprises them. And we get Leary's whole diatribe. See, according to Cocteau's plan, I'm the enemy. Because I like to think. I like to read. I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy who likes to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke a Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen the future. You know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer. Hail likely in two minutes. Oh, wow, here? That's what, it, that's what the computer Damn. machine says. Now, it's important to note here that no, there, there, no there was later. an entire subplot called out. Remember, we went back to the beginning about uh, him saying, worry about my daughter and there's no answer? Yep. There was an entire subplot 
with his daughter being involved. And oh. she was here. And you can see her in the scene. And you can see her in the scene uh, a couple really? later. Yes. And they cut that entire subplot out. Ah, uh, would have been good. It would have been good. I think it would have added a little bit more. So what, I mean, what happens? Just, she, she just doesn't, she's just somebody <laughs> that he's rescuing, you know. You'll see, there is a scene. But um, does he find out that it's his daughter? Or no, all he that, or? no. Even oh, no, in the, no, in the oh, subplot? In the subplot, yeah. And he finds out his daughter and tries saving her and all that. But they just, for time reasons, they just cut it all out. Uh, so That would have been good. Yeah, I think so. So then we switch over to uh, Simon Phoenix is, is giving a speech to all his new uh, dethawed friends. Mika made the observation is, where did they get the hose? We talked about that. We watched this last night. We had the same conversation. Where did all these ladies of the night come from? Ladies of the night. All of a sudden. I like how you mean about that. Jeez. All of a sudden, it's like the Holmes. Godfather was here, yeah. you know, and, you know, which would have been funny if, if they had actually gotten Charles White in this movie, too. But, mm-hmm. you know. About, they, do you think they cryo-freeze the hose, too? Maybe. It seems like a very Cocteau-esque yeah, thing to do to Welcome. freeze prostitutes Let's for prostitution. freeze them. Freeze everybody. Talking about hard nipples, freeze everybody. Um, then we, we also say he's giving a speech. There's Jesse Ventura. Of course. That is another uh, thing they cut out because Ventura and Sylvester Stallone were supposed to have had this big fight that, that happened. Some, a lot of dialogue that went back and forth. Yeah. Completely cut that out, too. Well, they, I mean, the fact that all these people are here was completely irrelevant to the movie. You Correct. Know? I mean, other than like. Mm-hmm. It, fodder for the kill at, at the you know when he's getting into the cryo jail right. there there was no point to him so you're right i mean there should have been a scene with jesse ventura yeah. a big fight scene with yeah. him i don't know it was you know but you know brings everything cyclical you know brings it around because it's you got jesse ventura with uh and the schwarzenegger references yeah and oh, the, Schwar- yeah, the Schwarzenegger reference that, uh, that happens. Um, so, what, which, which, so the, he has this big speech with everybody, and literally seconds later, he finds Stallone in the sewers with Friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, he magically transports right then and there. You forgot Friendly's speech during all of this, too. Oh, which no, I lit- said he goes off. Friendly yeah, goes well, off. I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it literally is... You know, if, if you remember, I think it was MTV was doing those commercials yep. during at the time, mm-hmm. and they were featuring Dennis Leary. Mm-hmm. And basically, he just played the hits of all the things that he said during those commercials. I want my fucking hamburgers. And yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He does everything but break into the asshole song. Yeah, which is a great song. Which is a great song. Um, so, it's a big fight. Um, Phoenix escapes in a cop car after the fights breaks out. Uh, Elena Huxley's cop car, specifically. Elena, yeah. More like Bullock's. Then we see Spartan and Bullock go in the Oldsmobile, crashes through a car dealership. I will give them this. The Oldsmobile dealership. Oldsmobile dealership. Which of course, closed in 2004, actually. <laughs> Oldsmobile, no more. They didn't get that right. Yeah. Uh, and there's this big uh, chase scene. Can I say something about the cars real quick? Why it was an Oldsmobile? Why not? Because all of the cars, the futuristic cars in this movie, are all based on GM prototypes. So all of those futuristic cars are GM models of some sort, whether you know mm-hmm. whether they're Chevy or, or Oldsmobile. And of course, why ultimately they have the Oldsmobile, the old Oldsmobile, in there as well? Because GM gave right. them a bunch of bunch of stuff for the film. They did the same thing in Transformers as well. Yeah. Same thing, GM cars and Transformers. That's why there wasn't uh, the Bumblebee in the original Transformers. So, um, 
So there's a pretty cool chase scene that ensues. Spartan ends up crashing the police car into the SAPD, and Bullock is uh, concerned that his life force had been prematurely terminated. But all of a sudden, it's got all that ricotta came in around. All the ricotta, yeah, all the, all the, all the, you're right, Paul? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did like that, though. I thought that was cool. That's kind of neat. Much mm-hmm. better than an airbag. Yeah. I just would, you know, conceptually, as long as you could breathe in there. That's yeah, the only thing that doesn't make any sense. You know, but I do think that would have been kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, during the shootout, you'll see Spartan is uh, protecting some girl. That's his daughter. Oh, okay. okay. That's, his, that's his daughter. If you go back, you'll see, like, she ha- he has him in, uh, behind her. Um, so that's when Friendly, as he gets out of the cop car, uh, that's when Friendly and the warrior show up. Then we're switched to contra- back to Copter's office while Phoenix is there. And I like how we just glossed over the car chase. Well, it's, a good, I mean, saying it's an I'm, awesome car chase. I, I did say it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's chase. fantastic. Well, well, I, I question... Is all of a sudden, you know, Huxley's been driving these self-driving cars for right. however long. Now all of a sudden, and I know it took a little bit of goosing, you know, a little bit of, of guidance from um from Spartan in here to how to drive the Oldsmobile, but all of a sudden she's like doing NASCAR moves out there. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden she can drive the car and you know she But can she was go. self-driving a lot too. So I mean, I, I think her obsession with the past kind of explains that off a little bit. There's a difference between self-driving a GM car that probably makes you only gives you the illusion of self-driving right versus you know having a 1970 Oldsmobile 442. Oh, I I'm not disagreeing. I just I think that you can explain it off that way. So again, we're in Copto's office, Phoenix is there, um, and Copto is excited that Phoenix is causing all this havoc so he can now recreate society again. Compto is, is happy. Um, Phoenix hates it because this is kind of cu- curious. Here's a bad guy. He hates it because he's taking away the right to be an asshole. Yep, right. I, I thought that was curious. Here you have a bad guy, and you're agreeing with him. I counted on this, but I must say you worked out beautifully. People are terrified of you. What's new? People have always been terrified of Yes, but this time they're really intimidated. Now, I'll have carte blanche to create the perfect society. My society. San Angeles will be a beacon of order with the purity of an ant colony and the beauty of a flawless pearl. Look, you can't take away people's right to be assholes. Evil Mr. Rogers. Will you please kill him? He's pissing me off. <laughs> Put another log on fire. <laughs> I would love running this place. Boom. <laughs> um, he can't shoot. Cop though, so he gets one of his henchmen to shoot it, shoot him, and then they then they do the whole, the old heave ho. Yeah. <laughs> into, into the fire. Into this massive fire, the old like this medieval fire looking thing. The old heave ho. Somebody order some barbecue. And that's when Associate Griffiths immediately says, "I can provide some tips 
about politics, right? No, he talks about the administration. The administration yeah. and all that. <laughs> ah, well, now, what shall I do with you? Oh, um, Bobby? I am an excellent associate, sir. I would be delighted to continue my services during your administration. Huh. Danzig, maybe we'll use it. Excuse me, but the police are here. That's when Spartan is leading uh, Yoga Pants and the Warriors um, for the final battle. And Phoenix heads to the cryoprism to defrost everybody. And as they're heading Jeffrey in, Dahmer, I love that guy. I love that guy. And that's when uh, Spartan knocks off yoga pants with the, the whatever, you, the, the what is that thing called? The glow rod. The glow rod. Knocks Hold her. on, she shoots somebody first. She, oh, she shoots somebody. I'm sorry. She has no idea how to react to that. She shoots, can't believe it, then he knocks her out. Um, then we are, uh, this is the final, the final scene right here where we have a, uh, uh, Brian is all too happy to help Phoenix defrost. Everybody has the entire roster. Um, but I do point out that very, like, a little bit into it, all of a sudden, um, Spartan shows up, and uh, Associate Bob's like, peace out, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck, see ya. <laughs> but this is not before uh, uh, Stallone puts on his fancy beret. Oh, yeah. Hey, pulls out know? of his ass. That's been no, he, there. No, he got it, it was part of his effects, you know, when he went into prison, you know, you always oh, okay. get to play, put Sorry. away your personal effects. And they showed him opening the box my with beret all his was in person, there. and his beret was so in he there. Got, so he's putting on his fancy beret because he's about to kick some ass. Yeah. He's about to demolish stuff. <laughs> he is. He's the Just demolition saying. man. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So they, they actually have a really cool fight here. They um, do. Of course, you know, the cryoprism is starting to, just, you know, to implode. You got these, like, mechanical arms moving back and forth, which they have to dodge this entire fight. One-liners going back and forth between multiple the two. callbacks. Oh yeah. Um, first, because first um, Spartan comes in and says, "Is it cold in here, or is it just me?" Which he said, which uh, Phoenix said when he lit the cigarette during the original uh, right. during the warehouse scene back in 1996. Uh. And then, um, if you remember back during that same scene, um, Spartan asked Phoenix where the hostages were. And he Can you said, your microphone a "Oh, bit? sorry." And he said, um, "He he said, oh, I'd lose my head if it wasn't attached to me.'" <laughs> Which, and then of course, you know, eventually, you know, Spartan freezes him, and Spartan then freezes, so Phoenix. screams, "Heads up!" and then kicks his head off, you yeah. know, like he's doing a drop kick, like he's the Rock and Roll Express. And it looks like a gusher candy as his head explodes. It really looks like ground beef. <laughs> Is what they yeah. really used in there, which I'm not exactly sure that a cryogenically frozen human body, when um, broken into multiple pieces, looks like ground beef, but it made for an interesting effect. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a spine in there, but... No, you just see the head. You just see the head fly off. And you had the stereotypical, as you know, as, as Spartan's on the ground and Phoenix is standing there. They both look over at the uh, frozen rod thing at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, that's the cliche. They both know that's the end of the fight there. Oh, shit. And that's when Sly picks it up and smashes on the ground and freezes them. Then you get the ground beef scene. Right. Um, there we go. You gotta, I think it's the I think it's screw team and Lewis did something. Um, and Spartan escapes. Am just, I fine? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. So Spartan escapes just in time as everyone inside... Um, Rather than serve additional prison time, dies. 
They all explode in the cryo prison. So realistically, in the ending scene where Spartan is the hero, he actually kills more people than he ever killed to start with. Right. But they're all criminals. They're all bad right. people. Yeah, turn that on. They're all bad people. Um, then we have a scene on the outside where the Shawshank Reward doesn't know what to do with the cryo prison. Um, and then immediately Griffiths comes out and uh, offers assistance to uh, Dennis Leary. And the movie ends with the worst song ever. Well, now, hold on. Let's go talk about the ending. This is what I love about the ending is okay. because it I'm doesn't. Sorry. It's like many things that don't have um, a you know, many, the conclusion in this movie. It's the ending, it's not like, the conclusion. Yeah, not the ending. It's like, That's why I didn't call it. Uh, you, you guys got to get a lot dirtier. You got to get a lot uh, cleaner, yeah. and then uh, eh, you'll figure it out. Uh. And then, and then Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I hate that fucking line. Sandra Bullock finally you learns about. You know what about, it reminds me of, right? What Rocky fucking four? Can't imagine what would make there be similarities between those two movies. You'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. And then Sandra Bullock learns about fluid transfer, and immediately goes from fluid transfer is gross to let's fluid transfer everywhere right now right in now. front of all of these people. Right now in my hot yoga pants. I'm just gonna bend over. You just <laughs> do me in the ass right here in front of everybody. You gotta get a little bit dirtier. And then you gotta, you gotta get a lot cleaner. We get a little bit dirtier right now. Uh, the <laughs> shitty uh, Benjamin Brett fucking egg. <laughs> God, I mean, there's so many of those little things that are hateable. Benjamin Brett, there looks like a frat boy on his first weekend of college. Yeah, especially with his, you know, wearing the Michelin tires. And, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. yeah I, I, I don't understand that. I'm part of the underground now. <laughs> Fucking A. I'm hip. I'm cool. I watch MTV. Ugh. You know, it was rumored there would be a sequel to Demolition Man and Spartan and Huxley would be married and Jackie Chan would play the main antagonist replacing Wesley Snipes. But it didn't happen. What is there left to be an antagonist? I mean, it doesn't make any sense what, what the antagonism would be about. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and that song at the end was so bad. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was jarringly bad, too. It's, it's out of context with everything that just happened. Yeah, out, completely out of context. So, But that was, that was Demolition Man. I did enjoy watching it. I'm shocked we actually got this show in as little time as we did. But then again, we... I am. Uh, it's one of the. It's <laughs> a guilty. We up there. It's definitely a guilty pleasure movie. Yeah, it's a like Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. It's a guilty pleasure movie because uh, you know you sit down and watch it, it. A lot of it doesn't hold up. You know, like no. you said, the tech stuff is all crap. Uh, the concept alone in today's society wouldn't hold up well. Um, Which part? I mean, it holds up fine with the three of us, but you know, we don't have that, really high standards. Oh, you're talking about the part where all the what Cocteau wanted to do right, in society, the how he wanted to recreate society yeah. that he's creating. I mean, you and know, how people that might would not be, be down with that, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to make that movie in 2019. No, I do recommend uh, for additional reading. Not, but for the uh, there was an article in Vulture back last October in praise of Demolition Man's wackadoodle libertarianism. Of course, we don't find the libertarian aspect all that particularly wackadoodle, but it just mm -hmm. talks about how subversive the movie is and kind of pushing that libertarian um, agenda. So it's just something to read, which is great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the money quote from this article is, this is, believe it or not, less a movie of plot or spectacle than it is a movie of ideas. Jeez, that guy really thought deep, didn't he? Yeah. He's not wrong. 
No, he's not, but it's still kind of a paper thin. A lot of cool shit blows up. Surface, <laughs> you know. It's a surface story. I mean, it's a surface story, yeah. There's, there's, it's not real deep. No, it's not. No. I just thought it was for like all the SJW shit that's coming, you know, fruition in the future. I'm like, oh my God, it would be a miserable society. Yeah, it's oh, not my idea of a good time. It, it would never happen. Nobody, is, they're never We're, going to get society to give up sex. No. God. That just would never happen. The politicians won't let that happen. <laughs> it's also the <laughs> antithesis of the current democratic agenda, too. Mm-hmm. You know, to you know, all, you know, to go from what they're pushing, which is basically polyamory and polygamy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, free love. It's like Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Um, to you know, to this a sexless, Ugh. sexless society where everything's done in the lab and yeah. all that other stuff and the neuron helmets and all sorts of other Ugh. craziness. It's, uh, yeah. I thought it was. I, I enjoy. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely is. one of those movies that if it's on television, I will watch when it's on. Yeah. But uh, that scene with the, it, you know, that you you were talking about with the blonde with the big tits. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the same scene in Total Recall with mm-hmm. the chick with the three tits. I yeah. mean, that's that's all. It's just there for no good reason. No good yeah. reason, just for gratuity. <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. is. There is no give reason for it to be there. Give it, give a, a burgeoning actress, uh, actress a chance to be on a on a big screen. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't have that, then you have some kind of a sex scene. And they yeah. had a sex scene in this movie, but it wasn't really a sex. It wasn't scene. really. It was. Uh, I, and I still say that those were not her tits. Well, that could be debate. We can find that out. We can find out. Maybe reveal it in the next movie. So, our schedule. There's no good reason for it to be. Of course, you're you're right. If this is her first uh, kind of like big role, then I guess there would be no good reason for her not to get topless. No, you don't get to demand that until you're uh, a movie star. You're right. You're right. So, um, next movie up. Actually, because we're recording Scream next, but that's not being released October. So our next movie is actually Friday the Thirteenth live. Our first live show on Friday the Thirteenth in September. Wow. We're yeah. watching Friday the Thirteenth. Never seen it. You're doing a watch along? Yeah. Nice. We're doing a, it's our first watch along. Um, we're doing that. And then after that, we're having our first year anniversary show. Yeah. Hard to imagine you guys have been doing this for a year already. Uh, isn't it, though? Kind it's, of hard to imagine we've been doing our show for eight and a half years. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's unbelievable. 424 was the episode this week. Good God. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah. But um, we have that coming to you, and we're finalizing our schedule for the rest of the year. And we have, I said we scream, we have Halloween too. Yeah, we haven't even really decided what our right, we'll, anniversary yeah, we'll, show we'll, we'll is going to be. It out. We'll figure that out. Then we have um, Predator 2 early November. Um, I think we're doing Jingle All the Way in December. Every time you go. Yeah. But thanks for coming out, Brian. Promote your shit once more. Redmaryland.com, Facebook.com slash Redmaryland. If you are in Maryland and want to know what's going on and not read the crap that's in the Baltimore Sun, you want to go to Red Maryland on Twitter at Red Maryland. So, anyway, but thanks for having me out. No problem. And uh, make sure to follow us on all the uh, social media networks uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, at JB Driving. JB Driving. Anyway, we'll see you next on uh, Friday 13th. That's the magic of real